Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 331. This is Russ, and we're a little light again this week with Jim and Daryl. A little light? Well, thanks. I have dropped a little weight, so thank you. Thanks for saying I sure. love to be called light. Yes. Well, I'm probably getting it all back over the holidays, but you know. Oh, it was nice for a minute will. there. As one does. But yeah, we are... Uh, Aaron is on assignment this week, so... Yes, once again, in the wilds of Hollywood, stalking the elusive movies. Yes. Yeah. The good yeah. news is we'll have a little bit of break on that. So there's there's two... You know, we've got two weeks left before the break, so... Worse comes to worse if... Uh, if we can't make it work with air with Aaron's schedule, we'll we may push the episode into the following week just to make sure we can get a full house to talk about finales. So, or we could just kill Aaron. <laughs> One or the other, you know. Either way, whatever's more expedient, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it. Look out. Look at the flowers, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. So we are going to talk about. Um, World Beyond episode uh, season two episode eight returning point, um, and again more. We don't really find out too much new stuff. It's more just the execution of this. Well, we find out about the plan because we really didn't know right. it. Yeah, plan. I mean, yeah, we find out that you know, what this plan is and how they're going to execute, and and not how they're and that they execute it. Um, Mission Impossible this- got nothing on them. Yeah, and plus, like at least a few things happened in this episode. Like a uh, few people died. Yeah, uh, the yeah, my uh, favorite uh, part perimeter got they, shut down when they take that mask off, and it's not hope. It's really Rick Grimes. <laughs> He's been there all along. He's been there the whole time. Will you stop spoiling stuff? That's I'm not, sorry. Uh, my bad. My bad. Come on, Daryl. I'm sorry. They haven't seen that yet. They're not ready for that yet. I know, I know, I know. The movie's coming, though. Allegedly. So, let's see. Dennis died. The dude that was, like, helping out. Uh, what's no, his face? No, he didn't. Well, Silas. he was shot. Oh. Yeah. He okay. Shot. And Brody, who's the guy who turned everyone in from the perimeter, he died. Well, he needed to die. Yeah. He's a dick. Snitches get stitches. I'm not, I'm not really sure... So kind of, okay, here's here's something else that's starting to bug me. And I don't know if this was a scheduling thing or a budget thing or a we really want to bring Jadis into the show thing. Mm. But why is Elizabeth not there? Like this, it isn't making sense to me that she needed to leave the facility to make any of this happen. Um, she they, they go through this little, I guess it couldn't be scheduling because they, they go through this little flashback at the beginning where... Elizabeth worked a deal with Indira about her right. health, and I, I think overall, I don't know what this adds to the show. 
It is weird that she's not there, and it's only like what one, one two well, episodes left. But if they give, if they, Elizabeth did that, what would they have for Jadis to do? Really, they're trying to set up Jadis as like this big bad, right? And like she's the one who orders the stuff to go down the perimeter, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like Elizabeth being gone is just a is just a motivation to bring Jadis in, like yeah. and, and give her yeah. some authority that that. You know, again, I I guess what I'm saying is I don't see that there's any kind of real substantial pl- and again, and again, maybe we get to the end of this thing and it's clearly setting up where Jadis is going to do something in the future as to why they needed to do this. But again, if this is a limit, not if this is a limited run series, there is only a few episodes left. Right, I, I don't two episodes left. Yeah, I I don't understand the need to purposely give her something to do and move elizabeth out now, i don't know maybe like i said maybe unless they're, they're gonna yeah because you would think they would you know you got the mom and daughter stuff going and like does Jadis outrank elizabeth i thought elizabeth was like the highest rank right? she should be because she's a lieutenant colonel she's a, like a colonel okay yeah, but it's okay. Jadis like is a warrant officer Jadis is acting like she's like not happy with elizabeth you're right, Jim. You know, it's like, um, yeah. She seems like if you go against the higher, what what is the name of the? Uh, General Beale. If you go against it's the group General that they Beale. all work for. Well, no, I just meant the whole group that they work for. CRM. Against, right. If you go off the, it seems like she's gone off the reservation to do this thing she's doing. And they're about to take her down. And it'll just be, you know, it'll be um, the general and and uh, and Jadis uh, doing running things, and she'll be gone. That's what it feels like. Yeah, but so. conceivably, there are a lot more people between Jadis and the general. I mean, you would think again, warrant officer is the, the lowest is the lowest I'm, rank. It, well, the, the way it's she a said it, like the way she said, you know, like the way yeah. she's acting about how yeah. you know would you mother is doing and not trusting her and stuff. It just feels like they're about to give her the, well, the uh, like I mean, do you remember last season? There was a scene with Elizabeth where she like basically has the guy killed for just questioning her. Right. right? Yeah. Like, remember, yeah. That while she's, power, she's making breakfast or whatever. Right. right. I mean, like, I get and she has him executed mm-hmm. and like, you think, well, I just, let me make my point real quick. You think like they're setting her up to be like the, the big bad, right? Right. To be the, yeah. the, the the whole villain of this, and now Jadis is walking in like, oh, hi, I'm going to waltz in the next two episodes, and uh, you know, I don't approve of what you're doing over here. I want your back. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah it does feel that way. Like the big bad. I mean, they've done it before, but you, the the person you think is the big evil that they've been building up to take down winds up not being the big bad they have to deal with, but someone else. It seems like they're making Jadis the someone else. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, it made a little bit of sense with Indira, Elizabeth setting her up because, like she said, it's like, well, if if you if I get used to you and then we have a good rapport and then you die, mm-hmm. then I have to worry about where somebody else's loyalties lie and right. what their deal is. And so, right. if 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 I'm doing something that's saving your life, then obviously you're going to have some sort of loyalty to me, and we we know each other. So I get that. I just didn't under. Mm-hmm. I just didn't understand the real need to. To, to call that out, you know, uh, as an extra little bit. Like, I, I don't, I don't, 
I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on that. I mean, I, I guess unless they needed to fill, you know, fill an episode time, but um, I mean, I get. And the other thing is the doctor, Doctor Bennett, brings the others in on his plan. Like he right. now is is this the episode? This is the episode where they escape, right? Yes. And they abduct uh, uh, the kid, the major's kid, um, yes. Mason. Mason. Right. He's like they're they're uh, they're a bait or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly when we use more of his insurance policy, it's like, hey, you mess with us, we're going to turn this kid into dog meat. But you know, but yeah, totally. When, when as soon as as soon as Hope leaves, I'm like, oh, she's going to go get Mason so they could use him as leverage. I know uh, it was so road, funny right? in the in the F- extra, you know, the after credits thing, how they say that, like they didn't think as an audience we would know that. For them, they yeah. felt like that was a big secret, like that that she only went because I didn't, I never thought she went rogue. And the like, it was weird how the showrunner said, "Yeah, you know, the audience thought that Hope went rogue, and but what she really was was befriending this kid so that they could use him for leverage later." And I'm sitting there going, she went rogue. "Yeah, yeah, exactly." I always yeah. thought, "Well, yeah, she's gonna." Why would she go rogue against all of her family and and whatnot? For this kid she just met, right. it, it would make no sense. Like, that would be a turn that would make no sense. So it just, when the, I, I just think you underestimated the audience when they said that. I just, I just sat there going, Maybe, uh, uh, I'm sorry to, to circle back to something we were talking about before with the Elizabeth line. Maybe they're expecting her to, like, pull an Anakin at the end and, like, help her daughter Huck out on the maybe. right side of this and Jade is to be on the wrong side of this. Maybe I, I just thought of that. Maybe. I'm sorry. I would have mentioned it earlier. Who knows? Maybe. maybe. I mean, or maybe they'll come up with something not nearly as smart or clever or as well thought out as any of the things that we've thought of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which happens. But anyway. Yeah. It happens. But yeah, while... So the Bennett's escape, they take Mason with them. Right. Jadis ain't happy with Elizabeth because of the deal she made with Indira. Jadis takes out perimeter. What else happened in this episode? I mean, Huck shoots Brody because he re- right. she tries to reason with him. Like, why did you do this? You're you're going to cause a problem. And he's like, well, just be glad I didn't tell him that you're working with him too. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you know, Huck knows that this guy's a liability, and she ends up shooting right. him. Yeah, and I thought her her justification huh? for that seemed a little lame, but I don't know. I guess maybe it just shows she's being hardcore, and I guess maybe Jadis you know, bought it, but it was, you know, her justification for shooting Brody was like, Oh, this guy's a rat. Like he's talking mm-hmm. all kinds of shit and he's going to say, you know, Oh, that, you know, uh, you know, this is what's going on. And, and Elizabeth right. helped him and, you know, and they took out Omaha and he's going to, you know, he's going to blab it. And I just, I had to put him, you know, put a bullet in his head. And so she seems to again it gets back to I think we talked a couple episodes about ago about Jadis and does she think Huck is really in on this or does she think is she playing along because she thinks Huck is a traitor and you know she's given her enough rope to hang herself. And it seems to me, based on this, that Jadis thinks that Huck is on her side because I don't think she would give her this much leeway if if she thought she was really working with the rest of them. But but yeah, well, Jada's she's starting to if she's starting to suspect her mom, she might be suspecting her too. Right. Well, yeah. I I, I keep waiting for her to you know to do the you know the Jada's to do the 
I just wanted to get you together. I knew you were what you were doing, and I've been following you the whole time, kind of thing. Because I, it was a lame excuse, and Jadis did not look like she believed her. I, th- I, I know. I mean, she, but I mean, it could be wrong, but she just—it did. It did. It did sound like a lame excuse, though, the way she did it. But she did kill the guy. I mean, so. <laughs> I mean, at least sprinkle a little crack on him and then <laughs> say he tried to run something, you know, like something to make you think that there's some kind of thing, like point, put a gun on him, something, you know, like something in the mix. Well, be, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have believed that, right? Because they brought him in and searched him and everything else. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Or just or just be like, I felt like doing it. I don't like them. I just felt like doing it. Yeah, yeah. As an an example to anyone else, I just wanted to do it. I think she'd be better off being that because Jada seems to like when she's mean, you know, when she she pretends to be really intimidating. She seems to take that. So we got another one. What is it? Two episodes left or one? Two. Okay. So we've got two episodes left. Tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the CRM attacks the town because they realize that Indira's, you know, bailing out and that they're all working with the Bennets and everything's kind of going to crap. And so Dennis and Silas show up, you know, just kind of at the at the last second to um, free everybody because they're about to, to kill everybody. Um, and then, of course, Dennis gets hit. Now, the thing at the end that really I didn't... The, the the thing that really bugged me because I even I even put this in my notes is after all that stuff shakes out and in the town and everything happens we go back to Jadis and Huck and mm-hmm. she's like yeah this is all a ruse they purposely wanted to us to go into lockdown so they could go in there and buy themselves some time to actually escape in the tunnels and that that was actually fairly clever right to do that but then she says they deleted all of the data. They, they, you know, there's no hard copies. They deleted all the data. They, the data. They took it off the server. Everything is over. And she's, and Jadis is like, this is like the second end all over again. And I, like the second ending. Like basically, this is like the the end of the world uh, happened again. And I'm like, that seems mm-hmm. like extremely overdramatic. That. Yeah. You know, it feels that, that way when you lose a hard drive. Yeah, but, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can sympathize really in the moment. It's a hard drive, yeah. Right. But yeah, right. the big scheme of things, uh, I don't know, Just it just seemed way overblown that the, losing this research data is equating to society co- completely collapsing across the entire world. Like, I was like, I don't think that's that bad. I mean... Well, I, I, yeah, I think it's true. Obviously, they didn't follow the three, two, one method of backup either. So. I don't think they did. That's that's shame on them. Um, but yeah. So again, not much. We didn't get much as, as far as moving the story, like find, getting more information about like what's going on with the you know the main CRM facility or the general or you know or what's going on. But you know, we just got some more movement as far as things are collapsing at this mm-hmm. research facility, and they're about to you know, come to a head with, with everything going on. And so we've got two episodes left to figure out what that's well, going to I hope things are coming to a head with only two episodes left. Jeez. Yes. I'm saying. I hate for it to be like still meandering on. That's <laughs> I am. All right. So that's where we are with this. So how many big mo's do we want to give this episode? <laughs> Jim, how many big mo's? 
you always ask, and I always say the same, too. Yeah. I'll get to this. I'm just yeah. going straight up. I watch them. If one sticks out to me and I think it's really awesome, I'll give it more than a two. But I got a two. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a two as well. I was like, yeah. The action at the town was kind of cool, I guess. it Something finally happened, but... Um, but but again, you know, without really advancing the story and some other things that came up that just had me as a head scratcher, I just I don't, I just I just not getting it. So, Daryl, what about you? How many big mo's? Uh, one and a half. I give it a half because of the fight scene. <laughs> nice. Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. Do we have any Facebook big mo's? We, we do. Oh, Mr. Yukiyoshi Sawada stepped up and gave. A big mo, so I'm gonna need to take a sip of a beverage here. Do that, do that. Mm. That's fine. It's a delightful delight old beverage. Yukiyoshi Suwara, five, promise Neverland out of five. Hope. We're going to escape with everyone. One, I honestly think Elizabeth didn't care about Indira, but that was then and this is now. Two, Huck. There might be a resistance fighting back against the CRM that could help me. Get back to the Civic Republic in New York. Leo, and you base this theory on <laughs> Huck, my script. If we're the leader of this resistance, is led by a man with a stick or another man named Strand or something. But we won't know unless fear keeps getting renewed. Wow. Flex, could it be uh, lead, but a former sheriff? Leo, I don't see why I can't be uh, led by a kick-ass woman with a sword. Daryl. I make the movies already. <laughs> that was a little teleplay he wrote there. That was nice. I like it. Uh, three. Now, see, Dennis has the right idea not to inform Grady and Tegan about the evil CRM, because if the mission goes awry, I think is what he meant, uh, best case scenario, they, plausible, they have plausible deniability of not knowing the treason their boss led. Worst case scenario, they're loyalists to go blabbing. Either way, the less CR people involved, the better. I like Denise's walker-killing style. Four. So the plan is already going awry. Uh, while the great caption once said, make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. I guess we're doing this live. Yes. Five. I have to say, I love the idea of using Mason as a political hostage. Beautiful, but very bold to make you guys look like the bad guys to him. Six. I really don't get why Hope doesn't tell Mason everything. I mean, I get it. He's Civic Republican and all, but I'm sure he would like, wow, there are crazy at the very least to go with them so he can confront his dad who may or may not be Mark Hamill. Oh, <laughs> really? Seven. And he's saying the intruder we're trying to identify after we shot him with no warning or interrogation was in Dearest Son. Huck, isn't there going to be an investigation? Isn't that your core job to investigate? And... Look, Jennifer, uh, when he says Annie, he's Jace, by the way. Uh, look, Jennifer, the first thing you need to know is that when it comes to a military coup, you only allow the laws and rule the rules that are in your favor. If we did this coup by following the law, it takes years and wouldn't be not, not, would not be half as fun. Come on, get with the program, girl. Eight, I feel like a scene was cut out between Brody sneaking off to CRM and him getting there. Nine. Brody, Indira made a deal to save the life of the Civil Republic. Why can't I? Me. My dude, Indira made a deal with a friend. Two, she had resources to offer. And three, what's stopping Huck from just killing you and chalking it up as self-defense? 
Like that, Brody, you made a cowardly decision without thinking it through. You noticed Anne made the same hand gesture that she used to tell her junkyard people to stand ready. Oh, so she made the same hand gesture as in the original show? Interesting. I I didn't notice that. Mills, hey, a leaf nest. All right, go back to killing. On my mark. Eleven. I said it before and I'll say it again. I like Dennis' style using their military codes against them. That's Rebels versus Empire crap right there. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, come on. Agent Davis can't catch a break in these shows. I thought the way Dennis was standing, he was going to get a headshot, but it to be that he got shot in the firefight, just like he was looking for the best place to dramatically collapse. <laughs> Twelve. Again, he had two twelves, by the way. Wait, kill the Bennett's? We don't, don't we need them and the scientists? It just feels Anne doesn't like being outsmarted at this returning point. Kempai. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. So, ready to move on? Yep. Go to the Owl Show. The Owl Show. Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 6, Reclamation. Light them up! A term we heard. Call me Al. Call me. All about Al. Yes. I'd like to to hear, here's here's a good part of this episode, just a a short bit. You ready? Mm -hmm. Yes. Al, I'm, I'm good, Morgan, I'm good. Morgan, ah, you could be better. Be better. <laughs> Ow. No, I'm good, Morgan. I'm good. Morgan, ah, you could be better. You could be doing better. <laughs> that was a lot of this episode. Thank you. It was. Yes. Um, yeah, so this, this starts with Al in one of her own videos answering a bunch of questions. Um, and then we see her back. She found the SWAT van. Um, and then we see her wandering the wasteland. The one thing that did it annoy anybody else? It annoyed the one thing that annoyed me with this episode with the mm. videos is we never hear, um, we never hear her her girlfriend's voice. I, I forget uh, what what's her name. Uh, Isabel. Isabel. Yeah, I wanted to hear her too. I did. Like we knew, like I can understand if, it. if we right. didn't know her from the previous time she was on the show. Right, but and that maybe do. they were just trying to purposely obfuscate it because she was somebody that we would recognize <laughs> or something, or stunt casting or something. But we've already met her and know her, so I I didn't quite understand why they were going out of their way to not uh-huh. have right. her voice on the video. I, I don't well, know. It just seemed maybe, so maybe it's right. <laughs> maybe it's like uh, Frazier's brother's wife or something, or. Um, <laughs> You know, the guy who lived next door to Tim Allen, yeah, you never saw his face. Or Vera. You know. Or Vera, yeah, yeah. Something it was like true, because I kept thinking, what? Mavis. Why, why are we yeah. not hearing her? Are they going to... Like, I thought, you know what? I really thought the reveal was going to be, you know, she was not there at all. Like, she was gone or something. Well, yeah, but, I mean, she even shows up at the at the end of the episode. And so I'm like, okay, right. we, we know so, who this I mean, actress that, is. So, I don't know. Right. It just seemed odd to me right. that they're purposely... I didn't I get know. why they did that. I didn't yeah. understand it either. Um, so yeah, then we get like Morgan on the video, and then he's in the SWAT van, and then he goes looking for Al. Um, and then when she's got a radio, so she hears the you know the you know Reclamation One coming that they're looking for um, 
that they're looking for ground 17, which is, which is Isabel. And, you know, so she hides and runs back to the SWAT van when she realizes what's going on and hides under the van. Now, the other thing that bugged me at this episode is that the two people on the helicopter just leave the helicopter. Like, right. They, there's clearly a SWAT van there that belongs to somebody that they were actively using. Why would mm-hmm. you leave the helicopter completely unguarded? I don't know. It just seemed very... Especially bad. if you're trained, like they keep saying that these people are. Like, you think you'd yeah. leave one person with your vehicle. Right. And then the yeah, other. you take three people with you. One to stay in the chopper and one to right. go out, you know. Especially because they make a point of most of their depots and their hiding places are all like on top of buildings and stuff, which makes a lot more right. sense if you're going to leave a helicopter. Right. At least it's it's kind of out of reach. Um, anyway, that again, minor nitpick that just kind of, that kind of uh, bugged me. Um, but yeah, she goes back to the to the SWAT van, um, hides underneath. She thinks the CRM gets past her, and then Morgan. You know, she she ends up looking around, and Morgan jumps her, and doesn't at first doesn't realize it's her, right? Or thinks it's her, but wants her to to confirm, um, and then um, and then they realize that uh, uh, Grace is looking for her too, like you know. But Morgan, at some point, Morgan and Grace split up to go to go look for Al once they came across that. So, and of course, we get the uh, this week's opener is green. It's green colored, and we get the uh, it's obviously Al, and we get the chopper and the cannon. In the, yes. in the opening graphic. To the chopper. Yeah. Chekhov's cannon. Um, <laughs> and Morgan, you know, again, we you kind of we, we kind of joked about it before, but the, the bulk of this episode is really just Morgan kind of trying to get Al to open up about what's going on with her. Like, right. he knows that she was able to get a helicopter to get everybody else to safety, and that for some reason she won't talk about it. She doesn't want to talk about and I, I guess i didn't quite understand why she was being so secretive about what about her friend or you know her 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 you know love interest and in why she's being so secretive and keeping everything right. and not wanting to say anything and and i mean i would understand if it was over a radio or something yes because she wouldn't right. want anyone to right. find where isabella was because she was hiding out but when she's talking to morgan i understand why she wouldn't like just yeah, it's I, agree. I agree. I mean, and uh, this ends up being like a big part of the episode is the two yes. of them having this like discussion, and I'm just like the whole discussion seemed kind of moot to me. I'm just like I just didn't get it. I'm like like you yeah. said, Russ, it just didn't seem pertinent. You know what I mean? And, and it's, why why would she keep it from him? You know? Yeah, and it's Morgan. Like I, again, I could see if it's somebody. Okay, maybe they've just known this person for. They met at the end of last season, right? Like right before the blast went off. Obviously, you may not trust that person, but with all the crap that Al's been through with Morgan and June and the rest of them, right, like, right. I, I don't buy that she wouldn't trust them at this point. I mean, you know, especially Morgan and and John. If John was alive, she would tell. You know, you would think that Morgan, John, and yeah. June, you would, she would tell. She yeah. would tell. Um, so yeah, so then the, the CRM, obviously they circle back, they start shooting at him, uh, you know, Al and, and Morgan are kind of on the run and Al starts to kind of trickle information out. You know, she says like, look, this is a reclamation team. Um, 
they they will their purpose is to come and destroy any evidence of anybody that you know knows anything about them um and that she doesn't really know everything about the crm which i i I kind of believe that like i don't think that isabel probably told her everything related to the crm yeah i don't think she obviously knows a little bit more than she's telling morgan um Mm -hmm. and then she says that they're not together anymore that basically something happened between the two of them but yet you know isabel still was able to pick up um the others and get them to safety um it, all this kind of while Al and Morgan are kind of pinned down um, and trying to get away from the, the two CRM guys that are, that are chasing. Um, and then Grace shows up in her uh, Mad Max mobile uh, to, to let them get away, which I thought, I thought that part was actually cool. Cause he, I think what Morgan looks at Al and says, what do you think? I'm, I'm the only one that, that has, or you're the only one that has a vehicle or I don't have a vehicle or something like that. And you know, they've got their, their tricked out Mad Max Mm-hmm. Boy, for this CRM guy supposedly being as heavily trained as you know, soldier types as they are, they really just don't do well. No, <laughs> and we'll get, troopers, man. We'll get yeah, to it at the yeah. end, but I almost had a theory for a little while as to what I thought might be going on with one of them, but it turned out to, to not be the case. But mm-hmm. um, okay. But yeah, so Morgan and Grace, they, they want to help Al find Isabel. Like they 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 want to help her find her, and of course Al you know right. doesn't doesn't want to do it, um, and so um, they have a plan that Al's going to lead them away, the CRM guys away, and Morgan and Grace can go steal gas from the chopper and put it in the uh, um, in in the SWAT van, which I guess that would work. I mean, I wouldn't think that jet fuel would work inside the. Uh, diesel engine, but what do, I mean, I, I guess. Hey, don't question. They built their own airplane. Yeah, I, I mean, she specifically says that aeronautics, yeah. aeronautics than you do, obviously. Yeah, clearly, but I mean, she she even says like, hey, that fuel will work in the in the SWAT van's diesel engine. So obviously, she she seems like she knows what she's calling. Call, I believe. Her. But anyway, she she wants them to draw them out, and then they would get ammo and gas from the chopper, and they'd be able to kill. You know, like she'll line them up, and that that way Morgan can you know drive up, and they can you know open up the guns and and just shoot them. Um, but of course, Morgan and Grace get to the helicopter, and they got the fuel, but there's no ammo, which makes sense because again, you're going to assume that the ammo on the chopper would fit the guns that you have on your SWAT van, like that. Like that ammo is just going to translate. Um, so it was actually, I actually appreciated the fact that she was like, no, there's, you know, she knew that she was like, no, this is just like a recon helicopter. I, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have any, any armaments on it. So she, she knew that when, uh, um, when she sent him out there, um, but she wants him to take the SWAT van and go like gas it up and just, and just go. Um, and um, Al gets on the radio and tells him, you know, she knows she knows where where they are. Um, and then this is where it gets a little weird. So she's again, Al is trying to get the CRM to follow her. Um, and um, she's she's facing a cannon. So there's a cannon out there. that she's, <laughs> she's um, And then we have this weird interlude where we cut to Al interviewing very quickly everybody else from the rescue it looks like cuz it's it's yeah. all of them in their hazard gear um it's very strange cuz it was just very very quick um and then 
Um, and then it, the, the I like the the setup with the cannon where she's she's standing out there and it's almost like a taxi driver kind of thing where she's like, you know, oh, you know, you thought you could get the jump, you know, that kind of thing. And she's because mm-hmm. she she's she set up a she she led a walker away and spiked him in the ground and she's kind of doing this monologue and she quick hits the dirt and pulls the can- cable and the cannonball goes and obliterates this walker right. um which i thought that was actually a a pretty a pretty cool setup um so why obviously why did she do that by the way cuz she wants to prove that it'll work oh okay so when okay. she figures okay i need to my goal is get the CRM guys to approach me while I'm standing out here. Mm. And when they're standing right in front of me, I'm going to, I'm going to duck and pull this cord and hopefully this cannon will go off. So, uh, okay. okay. But, you know, so she had the Walker there to prove that it would actually work. Mm. Uh, um, that's a rarity in TV. They usually don't do that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why it threw me off. I was like, why? <laughs> usually they just assume it'll work or they're like, I'm doing a Hail right. Mary and, yeah. you know, see what happens. Or they set it up and then something hor- goes horribly yeah. wrong yeah. and they have to improvise. And- yeah, they pull, the, but it always, they pull the chain and then it doesn't go off and then they... But in right. my head, you, you do think as a, as a, you know, the viewer, you go, don't you think you should, like, try to test it? Yeah. But you have time, like, and she did. So I like, don't yeah. you think you want to test it a little bit? Then we Somebody cut. should have told Wiley Cody that. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Then we cut back to more Al interview, and this is before the nuke went off. So yeah. this is as, you know, they see the rocket going, and she's like, what the hell? Um, but the CRM ultimately doesn't take the bait. And the reason they don't take the bait is because they were able to actually capture Grace and Morgan, which makes sense because they're loitering around this helicopter. <laughs> um, and obviously the CRM, we're going to come back for it. It's clear that the CRM wants um, Isabel ground ground 17. That's her, her right. name. Um, and so Al finally agrees that if they don't kill Morgan and Grace, that she will, she will tell her, tell them where she is. She knows where she is. You know, she's she's in a cabin up, you know, that like something related to her family. She can she can prove it. She knows that that's where she went. Um, And so while they're negotiating all this, this is the part where like ineptitude and incompetence really kind of comes in because Morgan. So one's got a gun on Morgan. The other one's got the gun on Grace. Um, He's counting off. So Morgan makes a move for the gun. Right. Starts to take away the gun, and the other one doesn't just shoot Grace. That's the weird thing. And I'm like, make no what? Sense or shoot Morgan? Like, or just right. like turn the gun on Morgan and just shoot him? Because she had no handle on that gun. Like, yeah. It, it, it. I, I kept waiting to see. Like, oh, maybe she locked his legs and moved the gun or something to give him time. Yeah. No, she so just is on the ground. At this point, I had a theory that the other person was Isabel. Right. And that maybe that's why she hesitated. Right. And, and then when we get further down the down the line and both of them get killed, I and then Al goes back. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but right. I really thought Al was going to find those remains and it was going to be Isabel's. Especially yeah. because they go out of their way in the videos of not showing Isabel. So it right. almost seemed to I me like they didn't get her back to 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 shoot. Yep, that's what I thought. I so, but again, that that isn't what happened. <laughs> it was, they're clearly incompetent, um, and they're able to get away. And of course, the the they get in the 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 SWAT van and they they haul ass. Um, 
and the SWAT, obviously they get in the helicopter and they follow them. Um, and they get to where they're going. And eventually, um, Morgan and, and team are able to set up the CRM, um, perfectly. So they get in front of the, the SWAT van, mm-hmm. grace moves it. They fire the cannon. Um, and it just, Shreds uh, those two CRM guys just completely turns them into meatloaf. Boy, oh. CRM kind of sucks, huh? They yes. suck. Yeah, they <laughs> do. I thought it was cool. I mean, I, we've seen it before, but the the uniforms and the weapons and stuff are consistent, right? They carry the rifles with the two mm-hmm. prongs on the end, and they have the you know, their uniforms have kind of that weird ribbing on them. Just you know, again, just like in World Beyond. So. <laughs> at least they're consistent. I'm sorry. I was mad at said ribbing and made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I was mad at Morgan for that guy hitting him so many times. I'm like, Morgan, they are not that skilled. You could, I've seen you take out, you know, two, three guys at one time. Better than that. Yeah, none of that. Like I said, none of that makes sense. Um, But Morgan wants to interview her in return for him saving her life. And Al lets him do it and then sort of does it and sort of answers his questions. And then she tells him to stop and takes the tape out and gives it to him. So, again, this whole weird thing with Al, with her interviewing everybody but not wanting to be interviewing herself. And I know they make a point of her saying, like, oh, don't become part of the story. That's your whole, like, uh, you know, as a reporter. And it's like, yeah, but it just seems strange to to me. Mm-hmm. Um but she really does know where the pilot is. She does. She really knows where Isabella is. She tells Morgan that. Um, and the reason that she didn't go with her was she couldn't give up everything for her, even though that's exactly what she asked Isabella to do. Like when she asked Isabella to go get, um, you know, all of you know to to, to secure away all her friends. Um, she knew that Isabel was giving up everything at that point and that the CRM was never going to stop. And she couldn't do the same. Like for her to go away with Isabel, she couldn't give up documenting her, you know, doing her thing of documenting all these stories. Um, And um, it was the same crutch that Morgan had about um, not wanting to connect with people because it would, you lose people and then he loses himself kind of thing. And so it's the same thing with her. Like that default is for her is I can't stop, you know, I can't become ever become the story because I have to keep documenting for my brother. And you really don't. (laughs) I mean, yeah. It was her coping mechanism, you know? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So Morgan asked her, well, where are you going to go? And she's like, well, I'm going to leave the fallout area. I'm going to clear that and, and keep going. And um, she leaves them the van. And Morgan's like, no. And she's, she insists. So she leaves them the, the SWAT van. Um, and then Al goes back to where they killed the, the CRM people um, to kind of pull, you know, what I guess the radio and whatever equipment that she has. And then go, obviously go back to the helicopter. Mm. So Morgan goes back to her again and says, well you know, uh, you, basically I'm going to try one more time to, to get you to, to come back. Um, and of course she, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't, she doesn't do it. Um, and then they hear on the radio that reclamation one is being recalled. And she said, you know, getting a new target and, and cause Al kind of gets on the radio and fakes that she's reclamation one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they're like, nope, we're still going after Ground 17. Um, and so this is where Al gets worried that they're going to find her, and she's going to go after her. And apparently she knows how to fly a helicopter? Did we know sure this? does. I didn't know this. Did I we did not know this. She knows how to fly a helicopter? No, was she... she was in the helicopter when they got picked up before. Right. And I don't think they've uh, shown her flying a helicopter. So I, I mean, remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will let us know if we're wrong. Yes. Um, mm. So she goes to the cabin where she knows Isabel's at. She finds solar panels. The stove is smoking. She goes in the house, and, of course, there's a tape in the video that she starts playing, and it's it's her. Um, but at, at this point, Isabel comes in, and Al's like, look, I'm ready to, to, to be with you. I'm, you know, I wasn't before. I'm ready to do this now. And Isabel doesn't think she's serious about it. And Al smashes the camera. She takes the camera yeah. and smashes it against the table, and she's like, she's done. Now... The other thing that bugged me about this episode, because this is pretty much where things things lay, like this is the end of the episode. The other thing that yeah. bugged me is there's a whole lot of country out there. There's a whole lot of area. There's a whole lot of everything out there, right. especially in one that's butting against a nuclear hellscape. I would imagine two people could f- disappear into this pretty easy and leave no trace and nobody would ever find them again. I don't understand this whole, like they're never going to stop. They're going to find her until, you know, they're going to keep going until they find her. And I'm like, but why would they use all their resources to find one person to find one person? Right. It's like right now, if you, I mean, it's idiotic to think that you'd be able to find one person in an entire country. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like, it it just doesn't it just flat out doesn't make any it's sense. It's like when we talk about comics how they make one city small. Mm. You know, like a Gotham City or Metropolis sometimes when they write it, they they make it really small, but it's really not small. It's a city. It, yeah. It's it's big. It's like when it, it there's so much it's so far that and vast, you don't you can't tell me that they have the resources to keep looking every yeah. day. I mean, people get lost in national parks and stuff, and there is literal armies of people that go searching right. for them sometimes and yep. cannot find them. Right. So okay. the fact that you have two people. <laughs> and you're still hiding yourselves. From, and and from you're actively trying too. to evade. Like the right. fact that these CRM people who have no base of operations no. anywhere near you. Like it, the whole thing just seemed kind of ludicrous. Um. Anyway, but but that's just me. That was the thing that bothered me. So yeah, so that's just say mm-hmm. we're leaving, and then yeah, that's yeah. it. They won't come find us. We just we just can't stay with you because yeah, you know, we bring danger to to the group in case they do every now and again, right? Or looking. you know, obviously, if yeah. they're building a large settlement, the CRM right. is attracted to that. Then I could, I guess, right. I, you know, I can understand that, especially right. if you build a civilization, you're going to actively look for other civilizations, and but, you can still leave. Like but they even did. so, you could hide a single person inside a city, right. and nobody would ever find them. Well, like, I mean, you could right. just say you could still leave like they did. And just do what they do, but you didn't have to make it such a point of being like, they're going to keep coming and coming and we'll never be free of it. Yeah. That was, that was a bit much anyway. So that's where we, we left this episode. So, um, yeah, Toby ratings. I'm going to give this one a three. I, I think overall just with the weird story inconsistencies and stuff, um, this is probably my least favorite episode of this uh, of the start of the season, which again is not a huge knock because I think just the other episodes have just been so strong. Right. Um, I will say that Morgan's speech at the end to Al 
when she's in the helicopter and he's talking to her as she goes away. I mm-hmm. thought that was outstanding. Again, Lenny James is just so good. Yeah, Lenny he's James. so I good. Mean, yeah. Um, and that, that delivery was just fantastic. So, um, like I said, the, the Morgan stuff really kind of helped me out. And, and then, and again, the, the Canon thing was actually kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so three for me, Daryl, how many, how many Tobys you give this one? I uh, get the same thing as three. I mean, you know, like this was a weak episode in terms of there were things that they just didn't think through. Uh, I don't think well enough. And they thought through other episodes and the other episodes have just been that much better. Um, but it was still a good episode. It just, you know, it just had little, little nicks to pick here and there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved the, uh, Morgan giving her that speech. Um, cause Morgan, it, it shows how Morgan is in a different place too than he was. Yeah. Um, and how they affected him because she affected him. And so did John, you know, before he passed, he affected him too. Uh, and he is in love, you know, and he is in her, and he does have a reason to, to keep going. Um, you know, so it, it all of that kind of, kind of makes sense. And there were just cool stuff in it. Yeah. The cannons going off. That was cool. <laughs> it just was, it just was cool. So Jim three, um, you said a lot of things I was going to say, Russ, just seemed a little disjointed and seemed like the Morgan coming after her over and over and over with the stuff was just kind of repetitive. Um, and it, you know, compared to the other episodes this season, it's just not as strong. So a three. So we give, uh, we give it the hat trick of the hat tricks. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Uh, do we have any Toby ratings from the Facebook we group? We do. We do indeed. Nice. We have a couple actually. Uh, Benjamin Foster writes in three and a half endless camera batteries and blank tapes out of five. Something I always wondered about Al's camera too. A nice Al centric episode. She has always been a conflicted character with diverting motivations. Happy to see her finally put herself before the story and find her happiness. Bonus points for the Canon plan, which actually ended up working in its particularly gory fashion. And Yukiyoshi Sawada once again. Four canonized endings out of five. I don't have much time to Roman numeral this one if I want to make it in on time. Uh, the episode was okay, disappointing, that we won't see Al again uh, this season. I guess Jet Actress is busy. Uh, I I knew the CRM would pop up, maybe not the reasons I said, but they did. Great callback to Al and Morgan's first meeting. Uh, abs, if it were was a fear, well, to Al, I'd be okay with it. Uh Hey, Victor, we the van. Victor, damn it, I didn't see that coming. Now Morgan can easily get in. Morgan, I don't give two shits about Victor. <laughs> Daryl, it's a movie already. Madison Clark, not in this episode. <laughs> there, I think just enough to keep my reputation going. Kempai, thank you. you again for everybody who wrote in. And if you, too, would like to join our group, we'd be happy to have you here. It's, uh... Walking, it's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. So excellent, excellent. Um, so, like always, you can follow me here, hhwlod.com, for this very podcast, as well as Gotham by Geeks with Mr. Taylor. And where can folks follow you other than Gotham by Geeks, Daryl? Uh, nothing's on podcast uh, with uh, Jim and, and Donnie. We're on a little bit of a holiday 
hiatus, but we'll be back after Thanksgiving. Um, as well as you can hear me on uh, Retro Movie Geek, where we cover uh, movies from the from the two thousands and and uh, past that, way past that. We've gone like in the sixties in one of one of the films, um, and uh, also. Uh, Check out TaylorNetworkPodcast.com on any of the feeds, and you'll see all the podcasts that are on the network. Daryl? Or uh, Jim? Sorry. The other Daryl. <laughs> the other Daryl? <laughs> Daryl's another brother, Daryl. Um, I'm the tall one. Anyway. <laughs> that is true. Nothing's yeah. on every, every week with Daryl, as he mentioned. Uh, BrandonPetersShow.com. You can listen to me talk about Space 1999 with Brandon every week and that's a lot of fun that show is goofy as all hell and it's fun to talk about and it's fun to listen to us talk about it so check that out brandonpetershow.com also i've been turning myself into an nft so uh congratulations check me out thank you very much i've been fudged i'm non-fungible so uh, (laughs) check that out i'll be selling myself off as singles (laughs) fantastic only taking dogecoin so not uh, not Ibu, not Shibu Inu. No, just only, Doge. Just Doge. Gotcha. Just Doge. Only Doge, buddy. Gotcha. Nice. I nice. I respect that. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next week um, as we get to the. Uh, we are rapidly approaching the hiatus here for uh, for the winter break. So. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. And until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember to load your cannon with extra rocks. <laughs> for that added shrapnel. <laughs>